Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I should say welcome back to myself. I um, haven't recorded as regularly as I should have been these last few weeks. And as some of you will know, I was away in uh, Nepal and then London. And before that, I was in the US and Singapore. So I have traveled quite a lot in these last few months. And um, I guess I've gotten out of out of some rhythm. But in addition to that, I've just had a, a lot on my plate. And some of that includes um, some stress related to my ex-husband creating some new um, uh, court proceedings, which has just been awful, honestly. And it's made me wonder, how can I, you know, I've had these imposter syndrome issues come up where how can I possibly teach people to thrive through divorce when I just won't go away 10 years later? But of course, it's because mine won't go away <gasps> um, that I feel that I've got so much to offer in this space. Because if I can maintain a beautiful relationship with my partner, raise two healthy, fabulous children, run multiple businesses and run ultra marathons and, you know, not, not just survive. And, you know, if I can manage all of these things while still being dragged back into the courts to address some ridiculousness, then perhaps I'm the person who can help you survive and thrive, whatever it is that you're going through too. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk you through exactly what do I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed or panicked or just that it's all too much because the last couple of weeks have been exactly that for me. So today's episode five the five things that I do, the process that I go through when I get myself into a situation of overwhelm. And I hope that this might be helpful for you to hear it from me. So this is what I do when it just all feels too much. Um, as you know, I recently returned from this big trip. It was incredible. I've just explained to you about imposter syndrome has been holding me back from sharing more about what's been going on these last couple of weeks. Um, and of course I've had kind of post-holiday depression because when you do achieve a massive goal, um, and when you do go on a life-changing experience or, you know, something that you've worked really hard towards, then of course there's a lull afterwards and I st stupidly didn't, um, anticipate that perhaps as well as I could have. <laughs> anyway, 
When I feel strong, which I obviously was in the months leading up to going on my trip, um, when I feel strong, I, I set ambitious goals for myself and not just one big goal, I tend to put a lot of pressure and put additional expectations um, on myself to raise standards in all kinds of different areas. So I may be working towards the ultra marathon, for example. At the moment, I'm working towards writing a book that I cannot wait to share with you. Um, I think it's going to be such a super useful guide that we all wish we'd had sooner. Listen to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's putting you know high expectations on myself right there. So I not only do I set one big ambitious goal and I go out and I intend to achieve it and I work my um, my energies and my uh, priorities in order to achieve that goal, I then go and add all of these ridiculous other pressures unto myself, such as. I could be a better partner. I could be a better parent and sit with my children and do homework with them every day. I could be uh, better towards the planet with the choices that we make in, you know, the cleaning materials that we buy or the food that we eat, um, you know, the choices, the ways in which we spend our money. I decide that I could be healthier with my supplements and my skin and I need to be taking better care of myself or um, I need to be a better coach and research in so many different ways. Like I've got just books piling up about trauma and grief and boundaries and I want to read all of these and, and distill my learnings and, you know, pass them along to my clients and, and pass them along to you as listeners as well. But that's all quite a lot of pressure when when you think that I'm balancing a job and a business and a, another business, actually, so it's kind of three, uh, and raising humans and I'm in a partnership and I've got two puppies. And so adding on top of all of that, these expectations that I can you know, be 10 out of 10 in all these different areas, I very quickly, very quickly get to overwhelm. And I, I am pretty hard on myself at that point. So when I get there, you know, as my energy depletes and I still want to be strong and I want to be superwoman and getting all of the things done, but my physical capabilities are not allowing me to, these are the five steps that I intuitively take or just these are the five steps that I need to take to get the hell out of that situation. The first step is making myself aware and I'm not the smartest or the smartest bean in the jar, <laughs> whatever that expression is, um, because it, it takes me a little while. It's usually my friends or my, you know, business colleagues or my mum or somebody else who will point out to me that you have a lot on your plate at the moment or why are you being so hard on yourself or, you know. Um, so the first thing is just making myself aware and that can take a little while, but it's really important. And then I start thinking, okay, why, what am I feeling? And is this helpful? And usually it's a feeling of panic, um, a feeling of overwhelm, a feeling of pressure, a feeling of 
not doing well enough, so disappointment in myself, um, a feeling that I'm letting people down. So I need to start noticing that. Why am I feeling this way? And noticing, asking myself, is this helpful? Is it helpful that I feel that I'm letting people down? Is it helpful that I'm feeling panicked with so much on my to-do list? Obviously, the answer is usually no. So I need to do something about it. So the second step I take is to look for ways to protect my energy. So specifically, I'll look at my big to-do list and I'll figure out, is there anything I can delay? Something that doesn't need to be done right now that I can think about later. And usually there's quite a lot of that. You know, I'm I'm self-imposing my uh, expectations for myself. I don't need to get these, this big pile of books read, excuse me, in order for me to be a good coach. I'm already really good at it. I would love to be better and I will continue to research and read and, you know, advance my capabilities. But does it all have to be done today? No. So I'll look for ways in which I can delay. I'll look for ways in which I can delegate. Um, for example, you know, healthy food around the house. All I need to do is have a good conversation with the family and say, this this is something that's on my mind. Could we together make better choices? Can we reprioritize? Because this is a theme that comes back a lot about I want us to be healthy. I want us to be conscious of what we're putting in our bodies and I want us to be conscious of the impact we have on our planet. So it doesn't just have to be me making those decisions. Can we collectively consider that and, um, you know, influence the choices and the recommendations and the requests that we're making for what we have for dinner um, and where we purchase them? You know, I don't do all of the grocery shopping. I don't do all of the cooking. I don't do much of the cooking, which is wonderful. Um, So, you know, just making that a shared responsibility. So it's delegating in a way, delaying. um, What else do I think of? And, you know, is there anything that I can just take off my plate altogether? Is there anything I don't need to do? Um, That might be, it's not going to be, but it might be writing the book. You know, is there anybody, is there any pressure on me? Is there a publisher asking for it? No. So I could just delete it all together and say, that's not happening now, but I'm not doing that. That's my big, that's my current passion project. So those, the first step is making myself aware and just checking in on what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? Is it useful? Does something need to be done? The second thing is protecting my energy and making sure that I do have the energy for what's important by taking away some of the stuff that isn't. The third thing I do then is I make other people aware. And this is a little bit intertwined with point number one, because as I said, sometimes other people make me more aware of it than I am. But then I'll repeat it back and I will have a conversation with my partner and let him know that I'm a bit stressed or unhappy or overwhelmed and you know when I just got back from Nepal I told him I just don't have the energy to be sitting in my office and doing all the things that I know I need to do and he uh, went and bought me flowers to make my office feel nicer to sit in oh 
So that was lovely. I still didn't really have the energy to be in the office. I didn't want to be in here as much as this is my happy space. Um, and as much as it had fresh flowers and it was a nicer place to be in, I still didn't want to be, you know, opening the computer and doing all the work I had to do. Anywho, so making other people aware, I will have conversations with girlfriends. I'll have conversations with my mom. Um, I'm just really big about sharing and telling people where we're at. Um, my business girlfriends, you know, I'll, I'll be truthful and vulnerable and explain like I don't have the passion for doing what, whether it's to show up on socials or to get the podcast recorded this week or whatever it is, you know, I'm just being open and, and sharing with others. I may even go public about it, which is something I did this week on, you know, socials and just said in my stories, I'm really sorry. I haven't been around. I haven't been in a great place. So I'm making other people aware of where I'm at. Then that leads very nicely to number four, which is seeking some support. I can be a bit woo-woo. If you've been along on this journey with me for a while, you probably know that already. Um, sometimes a bit more woo than others, but I uh, I do believe that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so when I'm looking for support, when I'm when I've acknowledged that I need some support, often the right person will just come along and I'll be more open to it than I might otherwise have been. So I've, you know, I've got coaches that I can reach out to. I've got a wonderful um, selection of people I've worked with in the past and, and love working with them. Um, I have worked with a therapist in the past. If I really feel like this is something I can't get through on my own and I need that extra support, I might seek a therapist. Um, and this in the last few weeks, somebody came across me and she's an intuitive coach and we had a session together and it was wonderful. So I'd never worked with an intuitive coach before, totally open to it. And it was a wonderful session that just helped me realign some um, strategies and, you know, remind myself of things I know already, um, but also create some new strategies for me. So that was lovely to, to seek that support. And then number five, which was a big part of uh, the reminding what I know I need to do anyway, but also new strategies is prioritizing myself. I know it's not earth shattering. It's not <laughs> like something you haven't heard before. It's, you know, we, we, we all see that self-care is hypercritical but when you're in overwhelm, when you're in panic, when you're putting other people before yourself, when you're just getting by and just surviving, we forget that, right? So finally, I have to get to the point where I realize I need to slow down to speed up. And the only way I can become productive again and become useful and strong and back to being capable of managing all of the things, getting rid of that overwhelm, is if I slow the fluff down and look after myself. So sometimes this means cancelling plans with other people and or friends in order to spend some time alone. 
It might mean taking myself away from my family in order to spend time with friends or spend time alone. You know, just it's whatever it is that's pulling me. It's focusing on where that feels right. So Saturday this week, you know, normally I would be spending quite a bit of time with my family, but actually I went for lunch with some girlfriends and then I spent the afternoon with some other girlfriends and then spent the evening with some other girlfriends again. So I left at midday and didn't come home until 11 p.m. And the family were fine. They knew I needed some space. Mummy's going off to spend time with girlfriends. I will come back a whole new rejuvenated human. Not completely, like it's not the one only thing, but... um that was me prioritizing myself. That was me being able to carve out what I needed in that moment. So I give myself permission to not be the best. Um, I'm not suggesting everybody can just disappear from their family for <laughs> 12 hours or 11 hours at a time, but we find our way, right? We find our way to prioritize ourselves, whether that's Pop the kids in front of the television so that you can have a bath and a moment, whether it's, you know, creating the space to journal in the morning uh, at the expense of having a shower. I don't know, what whatever it is for you. But sometimes, like I say, we need to slow down to speed up. So, you know, I don't clear all of my emails at the moment and that feels really awful. I love the idea of just getting out of, you know, getting out of bed, being productive, doing what I need to do, but not right now. I'm in overwhelm. I've been in panic. I'm working my way back out of that. So I continue to have a lot on my plate right now, but I continue to take breaks because that's what I need and not being the best at getting the podcast out every week or... (laughs) washing my dirty hair um you know that's the permission I need to give myself right now in order to be able to get back to being strong and capable getting all of the things done I don't know if that helped you to hear that um but I think it helped me to share it so I look forward to connecting with you again reach out on the dms on instagram facebook or you know, find a way to reach out to me if this resonated with you. Um, And thank you for letting me share it. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.